Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All news, all the time. This is 1010 Wins. You give us 22 minutes, we'll give you the world. Breaking news now on 1010 Wins. In the darkness of Lower Manhattan, there is a frantic search for life amidst all the death and destruction. You're listening to team coverage of the attack on America on 1010 Winds. We wondered if the four hijacked planes, the hits on the Twin Towers and the Pentagon was the full brunt of the terrorist attacks today. Were they done? Apparently not. Channel 2 News has learned that police intercepted a truck packed with explosives headed to the George Washington Bridge. Channel 2 News reports the two people were taken into custody near the Meadowlands. Investigators believe the intention was to blow up the George Washington Bridge. Now, Police Commissioner Bernard Carrick just moments ago said he was aware of those reports. However, he could not confirm them. Those road closures and lots of others marked a day of fear and frustration for New Yorkers. Shadow Traffic's Jude Tamillo brings us up to date on how best to get around. Jude? Well, Catherine, I'm looking at Route 3 right now on the 1010 Winds Jam Cam, and we do see traffic starting to move once again in both directions through the Meadowlands area, both east and westbound, coming across the Berries Creek Bridge. What's not moving still, though, of course, the Holland and Lincoln Tunnels, they're still shut down in both directions. The George Washington Bridge outbound upper level is open to traffic. The lower deck remains closed off. Plenty of closures in New Jersey getting to these uh, Hudson River crossings with eastbound Route 4 shut down in Englewood. 46 closed eastbound in Fort Lee. Eastbound 3 with a closure near the Jersey Turnpike. The northbound side of 1 and 9 is shut down at the Pulaski Skyway. Meanwhile in Queens we've got construction, uh, make that day a closure westbound on the Belt Parkway at uh, Kennedy Airport traffic now using the service road. The westbound LIE is closed from the Douglaston Parkway out to the Queens Midtown Tunnel and the southbound Van Wick is also shut down from the Grand Central out to the Nassau Expressway. Closures to in both directions via the Battery Tunnel, Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Williamsburg bridges. From the 1010 Winds Transit Desk, New Jersey Transit with limited New York City service, limited path service now to New Jersey, Long Island Railroad service now restored both ways, Metro North operating on a Saturday schedule in both directions. They will resume a normal schedule for tomorrow. No subway service south of Canal Street, alternate side parking rules suspended for tomorrow, and national air traffic suspended till at least 12 noon tomorrow. I'm Jude Tamillo, shadow traffic on 1010 Winds. Winds News Time, 11 there are developments tonight as the first rescue squads begin to pick through the rubble of what had been two of the world's tallest buildings. Police Commissioner Bernard Carrick confirmed tonight there are people alive in the rubble in Lower Manhattan. 1010 Winds reporter Glenn Shuck is at Emergency Command Headquarters. Glenn, what can you tell us? Well, Catherine, just as we thought they might get a little quieter here, things have indeed picked up. Mayor Giuliani is going to talk to the press again at about 11.30, we're told. He was not expected to talk until tomorrow morning, but then his aides came back in and said that he's changed his mind. And he does have something to say, so we will have that for you. But first, Police Commissioner Carrick, as you mentioned, said at a 10.30 tonight, the state of emergency was officially declared and signed by the mayor. It means everything south of 14th Street tomorrow will be completely off limits from the East River to the Hudson River to anyone except emergency personnel. So people should be aware of that. Secondly, and more importantly, Carrick also would not confirm reports that that truck carrying explosives was found in New Jersey headed toward the George Washington Bridge. Here's Police Commissioner Carrick. Port Authority Police dropped a van that might have had explosives in it. Uh, we haven't been able to confirm it yet. We're working on it. Uh, when we hear something, we'll let you know. Again, the mayor, Catherine, will brief the press in about 25 minutes. I'll have that for you. All this as that recovery effort continues. Catherine? That's Glenn Shuck at Emergency Command Headquarters. Mayor Giuliani did hold a briefing just about an hour ago. And during that briefing, he confirmed that among the dead are the chief and the deputy chief of the fire department, along with the fire department's chaplain. A grim-faced President Bush addressed the nation tonight, mourning the deaths of thousands of Americans in today's terror attacks in New York and Washington and vowing to bring the killers to justice. Thousands of lives were suddenly ended by evil, despicable acts of terror. The pictures of airplanes flying into buildings, fires burning, huge, huge structures collapsing, 
have filled us with disbelief, terrible sadness, and a quiet, unyielding anger. The president implemented emergency response plans, the first priority to help the injured and protect citizens in this country and around the world from further attacks. Helping the injured tonight, tens of thousands of medical people, doctors, nurses, assistants. At St. Vincent's Hospital is 1010 Winds reporter Terry Sheridan. Well, Catherine, we just had a briefing about a half hour ago with the hospital. These are the latest numbers, and again, these are, 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 are insignificant to, to what is really going on, but St. Vincent's is treating 300 27 people. Out of that, 62 are critical. Out of the uh, 327, 57 are police or fire department members, and three people have died. Now, we haven't seen too many people come in over the last five hours. In fact, only seven people have been admitted to St. Vincent's since about 6.30, although the hospital remains confident that they will see uh, people and they will have the opportunity, as they put it, to treat people as the night goes on. What they say is desperately needed, and any New York or anyone in the area could help with this is blood, and they're asking you to go and donate blood at your local blood center tomorrow or tonight if they're open, because they say tomorrow and uh, especially on Thursday this is going to be critical. Terry Sheridan, 1010 Winds at St. Vincent's Hospital. Winds News Time, 1106. We want to remind parents and students that all New York City public schools will be closed tomorrow. All Catholic schools in the New York Archdiocese closed tomorrow as well. Many other schools are canceling classes. Chancellor Harold Levy has asked principals, assistant principals, guidance counselors, social workers, psychologists, and crisis teams to report to schools tomorrow. They will be preparing to plan to respond to the tragedy. Once again, all New York City public schools, all archdiocesan schools are closed tomorrow. Winds News Time, 1106. Back to Lower Manhattan. The scene down there live now from 1010 Winds reporter Lisa Evers. And, Catherine, the exhausted rescue workers are vowing to work through the night as long as there's a hope of saving lives. The scene here, we see firefighters going in, firefighters coming out, uh, EMTs, paramedics on standby with a hope that there may be some lives that they're able to save. Right now, they're just trying to deal with a, a shaky situation because of the rubble, because of the concern about possible structural collapse as the rescue workers are there on that particular scene. They're big banks of lights that are, gener that are powered by generators that have brought in. And many of these rescuers, rescue workers, as exhausted as they are, as devastated as they are by the personal losses of people that they know, are saying that they're going to continue, that they cannot stop until they sh are sure that everyone who is alive in this catastrophe is being brought out. Lisa Evers, 1010 Winds, reporting live from a rescue staging area at Greenwich and Harrison Street in Lower Manhattan. We'll be seeing the pictures of horror for days and hearing the stories that make the blood run cold, like the people who jumped from the burning Twin Towers. All over Lower Manhattan, people ran for their lives, many screaming hysterically, while others watched in disbelief as the two burning World Trade Center towers came crumbling down to the ground. Debris settled on everything below Chamber Street. These sanitation workers were among the first people to arrive at the scene. Like so many others, they watched in shock as they witnessed the unthinkable. Well, the people were jumping out of the buildings. It was, it was a big hole in the building from the first plane. It was a big gapping, ga gashing hole, and uh, they were just falling out, throwing themselves out. You know, they didn't want to die in, in the flames. People holding hands when they were going to get burnt and just jumped out of the building. You saw people arm in arm jumping out. Um, just holding hands, eight of them, and just held hands and just came right down the 80 Every floors. Now and then you'd hear a gasp from the people, the people watching this incident, and you knew another body was coming down. When the buildings collapsed, the debris rained down onto the emergency service workers and the people they were treating at the triage centers below, killing dozens, according to several firefighters that we spoke to. Steve Kasten. Baum 1010 wins news. The building at 7 World Trade Center caught fire after the Twin Towers collapsed. That building has since collapsed as well. The National Guard's been activated. Every available emergency service person has been brought in for rescue duty. Every hospital pressed into service, and the call is out for blood donors. Let me make this clear. Your blood is desperately needed, just not now. The people at the American Red Cross Blood Center say if you're a negative blood type or O positive, you can show up at West 67th and Amsterdam at 8 a.m. Other blood types will be taken later. Volunteer Bonnie Long. We need volunteers of any kind, social workers, construction, uh, clerical skills, anything. We need you desperately. Drivers, people.
You can stop by any time to pick up an application. Baltimore Lake 1010 wins at Amsterdam Avenue and West 67th Street. Switching our attention for just a moment, 1010 wins news time is 11.09 to the Washington area. Establishing the death toll from today's terror attacks in New York and Washington could take weeks. The airliners used in the attacks alone had 266 people aboard and there are no known survivors. At the Pentagon, just a few moments ago, ABC's John McQuethy reported that as many, as many as 800 people may have been killed there alone. Earlier estimates put that number at 100 people. U.S. Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld made a point of saying that he was at the Pentagon, the site of one of the attacks. The nation's defense secretary declared the Pentagon will be in business tomorrow. With him was the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Henry Shelton, who called those responsible for Tuesday's attacks fanatics and said they would be found. I extend my condolences to the entire Department of Defense families, military and civilian, and to the families of all those throughout our nation who lost loved ones. Secretary Rumsfeld was in his office when the aircraft that slammed into the Pentagon hit the opposite side of the building. He had just run there after hearing of the World Trade Center attack. Defense Secretary Rumsfeld declared the Pentagon is functioning. Wins News Time 1111. We'll find out what is functioning on the roads, the highways, mass transit now from Shadows Jude Tamillo. Well, Catherine, focusing now on the FDR Drive. That is still closed in both directions between Battery Park underpass and the, the UN area. We also have a closure to of the southbound Major Deegan at 230th Street. The southbound Henry Hudson Parkway is roped off at the Henry, Hud- Henry Hudson Parkway Bridge. Cross Bronx Expressway is uh, back in business right now on the westbound side as you come across the Alexander Hamilton Bridge and very light traffic on the outbound upper deck of the George Washington Bridge as we watch live on the 1010 Winds Jam Cam. The lower deck, of course, is still closed. And, of course, no traffic allowed in both directions through the Holland and Lincoln Tunnels. We had some problems with a police investigation in the Meadowlands on Route 3. Route 3 does appear to be moving now in both directions across the Berries Creek Bridge. Meanwhile, in Queens on the Long Island Expressway, a westbound closure at the Douglaston Parkway. The westbound side of the Belt Parkway shut down at Kennedy Airport. They're putting you on the service road there. The southbound Van Wick is closed from the Grand Central out to the Nassau Expressway. Now, from the 1010 Winds Transit Desk, New Jersey Transit with limited New York City service. There is limited path service into New Jersey. The Long Island Railroad is operating with full service at this time both ways. Metro North operating on a Saturday schedule both directions. They will resume normal service for tomorrow. No subway service south of Canal Street. Alternate side parking rules will be suspended for tomorrow. National air traffic suspended through at least 12 noon tomorrow afternoon. I'm Jude Tamillo, Shadow Traffic on 1010 Winds. Winds News Time, 1112. Mayor Giuliani witnessed the collapse of one of the towers at the World Trade Center, and at one point, he found himself in danger. I was in midtown Manhattan, and I rushed down and saw a good deal of it with my own eyes. Uh, saw the, the damage that was done to the World Trade Center. Saw people jumping from top of the building. And then we were in 75 Barclay Street, where we set up a temporary command post, and and then we were hit by the debris from the collapse of uh, the Trade Center and were trapped in the building for, uh, for a short while, then had to evacuate. The mayor is urging New Yorkers not to act on any feelings of anger. He is vowing that those responsible will be tracked down and brought to justice. So, whose deadly work is this? We don't know. No one has claimed responsibility. But a high-ranking military official told the Associated Press they suspect this is the work of Osama bin Laden. The Saudi terrorist is an avowed hater of the United States. He's believed to be behind the bombing of the U.S. embassies in Africa and the attack on the USS Cole. In Afghanistan, a spokesman for the hardline Taliban rulers denied that bin Laden had any role in this. But a London-based Arab journalist said followers of bin Laden warned three weeks ago they would carry out a huge and unprecedented attack on U.S. interests. President Bush ordered a full-scale investigation to hunt down the folks who committed this act. Some Palestinians are taking delight in the havoc wreaked on the United States today. About 3,000 people poured into the streets of the West Bank town of Nablus, chanting God is great after the attacks began and handed out candy in a traditional gesture of celebration. But PLO leader Yasser Arafat condemned the attacks. 
Israeli Foreign Minister Shimon Peres called today's attacks on America tantamount to a declaration of war. It was not an attack only upon America, but an attack upon civilization, an attempt to introduce the rules of jungle in our life, not to permit people to fly freely, to walk safely, to be assured at the places they live. Perez calls the terrorist attacks an attack on all humanity. Winds News Time, 1114. Again, we go live to a 1010 Winds reporter in Lower Manhattan. This time, Eileen LaPalmer, who has been there all day. Eileen, what can you tell us? Well, Catherine, right now I'm sitting on Chambers and Broadway Street where an endless stream of emergency and construction vehicles are coming and going along Broadway. They're going down to what many people are calling Ground Zero. A number of firefighters are walking north out of that area. Many veterans of the force. Even too stunned to speak, Mike, a firefighter who's been in the uh, in the rubble and the destruction for the past six hours, says his concern right now is further destruction. Well, a lot of the buildings uh, they're still unstable, and uh, until they get them shored up, um, there's still fires burning. They don't want to send any more guys in. They're just now starting to pick away at the edges. So. At some time tonight, I think they're going to start to really go in there and search. Um, Mike also tells me he knows that he lost at least 10 of his friends. Other firefighters telling me horror stories that when the towers tumbled, they flattened entire fire engines that were on the ground trying to rescue people. Entire crews just wiped out. Eileen LaPalmer, 1010 Winds, live on Chamber and Broadway. It's beginning to look like some of the missing and some of the feared dead are the first police and firefighters who arrived on the scene. The vice president of the Firefighters Union says half of the 400 firefighters who first reached the scene could be dead. Cardinal Edward Egan, who administered last rites to a dozen victims, said the firefighters and police were dead in great numbers. Those are his words. A police source speaking on condition of anonymity said 78 police officers were missing. The police union tonight refused to confirm that. Emergency medical service worker Luis Garcia said initial reports indicated that bodies were buried beneath the two feet of soot on streets around the World Trade Center. City officials have opened a morgue in the area to handle the bodies buried in the rubble once the search and rescue teams do move in. Hospital officials are preparing for the worst once the rescue really starts going. Some of those injured were taken all the way to New Jersey. The Jersey City Medical Center is a level two trauma center and of course was called upon in the aftermath of the tragedy at the World Trade Center to take care of some of the wounded. 143 people were seen, 21 of them admitted. All came by ferry across the Hudson and then were taken by ambulance to the facility where the auditorium became the minor injury treatment room and the library was turned into kind of a center for the less wounded who could talk and meet with counselors and the director of social work and case management said that some New York City cops and firefighters who weren't physically injured but were clearly traumatized have been receiving counseling. The facility went on code one alert and that's for external disasters. At one point during the day, 20 ambulances from around the area went back into New York City to try and bring patients or the wounded back across the Hudson, but they were not able to get close to the site of the tragedy. Sandy Klein, 1010 Winds News at the Jersey City Medical Center. Then there are the people aboard the four hijacked planes. The two that crashed into the Twin Towers, the one that hit the Pentagon, the one that crashed in western Pennsylvania. The two American airline flights and the two United Airliners carried a total of 266 people. We have some phone numbers now for you that might be of help. Be prepared with a pen or pencil to write some down. American Airlines passenger information is 1-800-245-0999. United Airlines passenger information, 1-800-932-8555. To donate blood at the New York Blood Center, 1-800-933-BLOOD. The Red Cross is 1-800-HELP-NOW. A general number is 1-800-BLOOD-88. Deloitte and Touche for employees, relatives to call for information is 1-888-243-7666. St. Vincent's to find loved ones is 604-7285. The AON Survivor Hotline is 
256-4154. The Euro Brokers Hotline is 317-1000. Morgan Stanley, 888-883-4391. People searching for missing loved ones, the New York City Bureau of Labs is 212-447-2998. The National Victims Number is 1-800-331-0075. Now what parents and students do need to know for tomorrow, all New York City public schools are closed tomorrow. All Catholic schools in the New York Archdiocese are closed tomorrow. Many other schools have canceled classes as well. Chancellor Harold Levy has asked principals, assistant principals, guidance counselors, social workers, psychologists, and crisis teams to report to schools tomorrow to prepare plans to respond to the tragedy. The work will include coordinating crisis intervention, arranging for grief counseling, and support services for students and staff. Once again, all New York City public schools, all New York Archdiocesan schools are closed tomorrow. Winds News Time 1120. I'm Catherine Smith 1010 Winds. Breaking news now on 1010 Winds. Continuing coverage this evening of the terror at the World Trade Center. I'm Greg Jensen. Hours now, over 12 hours after the attack. Mass transit roads, bridges and tunnels to New York from New Jersey, from Westchester, also from Long Island, are largely closed. Plans for tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, are still largely undecided as of now. Smoke from the rubble in lower Manhattan remains visible throughout much of northern New Jersey under cover of night. Port Authority of New York, New Jersey announcing tonight its facilities, including Newark International Airport, are secure and they are prepared to reopen after and only after they get clearance from the government and law enforcement. All that's left of the Twin Towers at this hour at the World Trade Center, all that's left, a twisted metal wreck, roughly five stories tall, debris on the streets surrounding for blocks and blocks, some of which is two feet deep. The 110-story tall buildings collapsed after being hit by airplanes this morning. Those airplanes hijacked by terrorists. We'll take you through the components of the story as we move along this evening on 1010 Winds. But right now, a check from the traffic center, traffic and transit, and here's Jude Tamillo. Jude? Well, Greg, in New Jersey, we still find closures of eastbound Route 4 in the Englewood area near Jones Road. Eastbound 46 is closed off in the Fort Lee area. As for Route 3, Route 3 looking a lot better both ways from 495 through Route 4. 46, but you cannot enter at the Jersey Turnpike onto Route 3. The northbound side of 1 and 9 is closed off off the uh, Pulaski Skyway. As for the Hudson River crossings, we have traffic moving on the upper deck of the outbound George Washington Bridge. It is light at this time as we watch it live on the 1010 Winds Jam Cam. The lower deck remains closed. No traffic allowed both ways through the Holland and the Lincoln Tunnels. Closures of the Staten Island-bound Goddard's Bridge, Bayonne Bridge, and Outer Bridge Crossing. Northbound 440 shut down in the Perth Amboy area. The Brooklyn-bound upper deck of the Verrazano is closed and still closed both ways via the Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Williamsburg bridges along with the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. From the 1010 Winds Transit Desk, New Jersey Transit with limited New York City service. There is limited path service into New Jersey. Long Island Railroad with full service in both directions. Metro North operating on a Saturday schedule in both directions. They will resume normal service for tomorrow. Subways south of Canal Street are shut down. Alternate side parking rules will be suspended for tomorrow. And national air traffic is suspended through at least 12 noon tomorrow. And Jude Tamillo, Shadow Traffic. Traffic on 1010 Winds. Winds News Time now, 1122. Eight minutes from now, the bottom of the hour, 1130. We are expecting to have another update from Mayor Giuliani, the City Emergency Management Center. Right now, let's go live on the news line to 1010 Winds reporter Glenn Schock and find out what he can tell us. Glenn? Well, Greg, actually, now we're told the mayor is going to probably address uh, the press in about two minutes from now, so I'll talk quickly. Uh, he was not expected to come down here at all, probably until tomorrow morning, but that changed about 20 minutes ago. The mayor's people saying that he would come down and talk. We don't know exactly what he's going to talk about. He may address the report about about the possibility that a truck was carrying explosives found in New Jersey and headed to the George Washington Bridge, so we'll get an update from the mayor. I do want to tell you briefly that the state of emergency that was signed by the mayor at 10.30 tonight says that all pedestrian and vehicular traffic except essential emergency vehicles and personnel are prohibited and anywhere in Manhattan south of 14th Street from the Hudson River to the East River, any person who violates this order will be arrested, and the mayor wanted to enforce that. So we'll uh, catch up with the mayor now, and then we'll bring you all those details coming up. I'm Glenn Shuck, 1010 Winds Live in Lower Manhattan. Greg? Thanks a lot, Glenn. Appreciate 
appreciate it. Winds News Time 1123. While we wait for the mayor to come to the podium and speak, which we will have for you momentarily, one report that has grown this evening. Channel 2 in New York reporting a truck packed with explosives was headed for the George Washington Bridge. This has not been confirmed by law enforcement. Police are reported to have chased that truck, arrested the two men near the New Jersey Meadowlands. Again, this is not confirmed. It is quite likely that after days such as we have had here in New York with terror of this magnitude, that stories like this can crop up from time to time. We're not saying that it is not fact. We're just saying we do not know if it is fact at this point. Winds News Time 1124. A couple of other items we can tell you as we wait for Mayor Giuliani with an update that might be his last of the evening until tomorrow. There will be no school tomorrow in New York. That is public schools and parochial schools. The numbers on a given day at the World Trade Center downtown, the entire complex, 50,000 people work there. An estimate. More than a thousand now are hospitalized. Many described as walking wounded, taken as far away as to New Jersey, even hospitals in Connecticut and over to Brooklyn across the bridge. But the numbers of people who have come into emergency rooms citywide in no way add up to the estimated amount of people who were working in that region of Lower Manhattan early today. Police Commissioner Bernard Carrick tonight says rescuers have already determined there are people alive in some buildings downtown, a group that is said to include some police officers. Police source speaking on condition of anonymity said Tuesday night that police received phone calls from people trapped in the Twin Towers, the base of the Twin Towers, which remain. The source did not give any further details, and in one of the calls, a surviving civilian said he was trapped along with the company of a police officer. That officer among those missing in the aftermath of the attack. Michael Carter, vice president of the City Firefighters Union, estimates that half of 400 firefighters who first reached the scene may now be dead. Quoting, we have entire companies that are just missing. If we lost chiefs, we're going to have to bury a lot of people. We are still waiting on Mayor Giuliani to talk to us and to the city from the command center. While we wait, and at the risk of interruption, let's go to 1010 Winds reporter Lisa Evers, who is downtown. Lisa, we understand that the crews are moving in and looking around. And, uh, Greg, for, for most of the evening, I was over at the uh, this rescue staging area at Greenwich and Harrison over the last half hour or so. Things got considerably quieter there. I'm now over at Chambers and West Broadway, where I'm seeing earth-moving equipment, construction equipment, the type of uh, tractor trailers, and those type of things that are, are being used, bulldozers being used to uh, come in and move away debris. Some of the rescuers I spoke to, the firefighters as well as the paramedics, saying that one of the dangers in a situation like this is, yes, they know there are people that need to be rescued. They're fully committed to doing that. This is a massive rescue effort that's underway, uh, complete with generator-powered lights, huge quads of lights that are illuminating the streets, which are otherwise pitch black in a very eerie Lisa, atmosphere. it appears to us that Mayor Giuliani is now at the podium. Let's see if we can grab him. It is very early in the investigation of... Apologies, we Lisa, if you're still with us, uh, Mayor Giuliani, apparently a false alarm there. We do not have him yet. Are you still with us, Lisa? Yes, I am, Greg. And let me, let me just say one of the problems that they have is that the, the structural damage for, for what remains in terms of the rubble and, and what's underfoot, there's a, there's a great deal of concern is that as they move things around, the shifting rubble, the shifting mass of construction material that has now been decimated could cause further injuries. And it's also very tricky when they're trying to do a rescue of this nature, as they described to me, that they have to be very, very careful so as not to cause any injuries to any of those people who may be still trapped inside. But the, com the commitment on the part of these rescue workers is, is unbelievable. It is awe-inspiring. Many of them have been here since early this morning, taking a short break, taking a short meal break, going back in, saying we're gonna, they're, they're going to stay at it all through the night, and they're going to do whatever they can do to try and bring out some people. i got to tell you the scene down here. There's a couple of inches of dust where I'm standing right now. There are papers absolutely scattered everywhere, cars covered with layers of this very fine volcanic dust. Uh, as soon as any wind blows, which is pretty often people put their masks back on over their noses, so that they can breathe, but uh, there's, there's just been a massive movement of construction equipment, of rescue vehicles, of that type of thing coming into this area. Thousands of people involved in this rescue effort. No sign that it is letting up. It's just the uh, scene has been moved closer to the scene of the decimation as they were able to secure some of the uh, some of the areas there. Greg. 
Lisa, uh, while we keep you as we continue to wait for the mayor, smoldering uh, debris, still still the case? They were pu- putting water on it earlier, and yeah, once I- some of the smoke and dust clears up, uh, might it be better toward the rescue effort, of course? Well, I think that's, that's part of the problem. I mean, it was still uh, just from 15 or 20 minutes ago when I was over co- closer to able to see the fire, uh, where, the, where the fire was in Building Number 7, World Trade Center. I still water. I still saw water being sprayed on the, uh, you know, on the rubble over there, and there was still smoke coming up. So th- it's not as if this, you know, it's not as if the danger of fire is over and they can just simply move in. There's a lot of concerns, a lot that they have to be that they have to be worried about in terms of uh, everyone overall safety as they try and rescue those lives but the commitment on the part of the people who are here is just unbelievable i mean it is extraordinary you can see the fatigue on their faces you see the dust in their clothes you see the layers of dust all over everything i mean in their hair in their mustaches on their you know all over their shoes they're just carrying their equipment and one of the you know one of the uh, factors also is the ones, the units that have have already left or tried to leave, they don't. They have to get away to get out of here. So they're hitching rides on whatever kind of vehicles they can possibly get to get out of here. And uh, there's been a tremendous amount of support as well from uh, fire department rescue units from all over the the tri area. I've seen people from New Jersey, lots and lots of units uh, from the uh, suburbs of Long Island, like Bethpage, Long Beach, uh, Center Reach. There were many, many, many communities here who were represented, firefighters all coming together to try and help those. And, and another scene also, too, we're seeing is you, you see people, um, doctors in their hospital operating green outfits walking around the walking around this scene. They're part of the uh, the teams here that have been set up to deal with any people that hopefully will be will be out. But that's the way it is right now, Greg. The effort there's uh, no sign of any effort being pulled back over on this end. And uh, as that area quieted down where the fire was in building number seven, a shift in emphasis over here where there's lots of construction equipment and uh, trucks, you know, duty trucks moving in and out. And that's about the way it stands. Lisa Evers, 1010 Winds, reporting live from West Broadway in Chambers. Greg? Wins News Time now, 1131. Thank you very much, Lisa. Allow Lisa to gather some more information and catch her breath. A tremendously stressful situation for, for those in the rescue end of it, for those reporting it, and for those of you witnessing it. Mayor Giuliani now. I have no idea how many others, but at least there's some hope that we'll be able to get some people out. We have been able to to get two people out who, were, who have been identified as Port Authority police officers. I don't have their identities, and I don't have their condition. That's the good news, and all, and all night we'll keep trying to extricate people through tomorrow. And there are over a thousand, well over a thousand rescue workers and emergency workers down down there now. Could be 2,000. And uh, the New York Police Department and the Fire Department, emergency services, the assistance that we've gotten from the National Guard. And and if you go down there, you'll, you'll see uh, fire departments from uh, East Meadow and Belmore and northern New Jersey. And, uh, we re- really appreciate their efforts. It will be of great assistance all during the night. If you have questions that we can answer or try to answer, uh, the number is 1-212-560-2730. That's 1-212-560-2730. I know that, um, I know that there's great concern over what the num- numbers of people lost are. We don't know the answer to that. But, uh, the dimension will be very large. It'll, it, it, um, in t- terms of the people we're looking for, it's a couple of hundred um, firefighters um, and police officers, which is a staggering number. As far as the number of people in the building, that'll be in the thousands. But there's no way of knowing at this point. And we're going to keep praying and hoping that we save as many people as possible. Mr. Mayor, there are reports that there are a group of survivors in the basement of the World Trade Center that they have cell phones that have been calling their relatives in Seattle to tell them precisely where they are and that the NYPD police who are with them and alive and well. Do you know about that? I know, uh, I know that that rescue effort's been going on uh, for a couple of hours, yes. Mayor, do you know anything about the, the report uh, about the possible explosives that were found in New Jersey? Yeah, I think the police commissioner was able to get information about that. I, I just got a confirmation from the chief of detectives. Uh, he's reached out to the uh, FBI. They have confirmed that someone has been stopped in New Jersey. 
uh, three men in a van. However, there was no explosives in the van. All right, uh, they're being held for questioning. Where in New Jersey? I can't say yet. Okay. Why were they stopped, and why, what, why do you think they're connected with this? Uh, we can't tell at this point. Uh, it's between the FBI and the Port Authority. Uh, we just got the confirmation by phone after I left the last brief. Were they on the George Washington Bridge as they were heading to? No, they weren't. There were rumors they that there were explosives. Where did those rumors come from, or why did that begin to circulate? I, I can't tell you. Were they in the Meadowlands? Excuse me? Were they in the Meadowlands? It's my understanding, but I, we haven't confirmed that. Do we know why they were stopped? Not yet. Commissioner, can you tell us anything about the rescue of the Port Authority officers or the ongoing effort with the people in the basement, where the Port Authority officers were pulled out of? Or uh, we, we can't say yet. The um, It was uh, Trinity and Church where the officers were that were just pulled out. Uh, the other people that are still, are still in the building, we can't tell exactly where they are. We all know that the Port Authority is housed in the World Trade Center. Any idea of the status of their operations? They've, they've, they've lost a lot of people, and we don't know the full, full dimension of that either, but the Port Authority is, have, have a lot of people that are missing, and we were fortunate to find two of the police officers. We'll keep searching for the others, but... They, they, they have sustained a lot of losses. The group of people with the cell phones that Marsha referred to, do you have any idea how big a group that size is in that particular location? I don't think we know the exact numbers. We know it's more than more than two people. It's oh, the people two, people are, two, two people communicated, and they say there were more people there. And do, do the people know who are walking around the city uh, uh, trying to find information about those who are missing, uh, what are they supposed to do, where are they supposed to go, and, and who's collecting that information? The phone number that they should call is 212-560-2730. And then, as we have information about the about people either who are who, who have been recovered or are dead then you know, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let them know that is our morgue able to handle this we we had a uh, meeting with the uh, medical examiner earlier went over it with him uh, he believes that he's able to handle it uh, he'll, he'll start handling it at 30th street which is the uh, the morgue for manhattan he'll then uh, be able to move uh, up to the Bronx, where he also has facilities, and then we have the possibility of using the pier on the west side, which is set aside uh, in case the numbers get uh, too difficult to handle. But he, he thinks he can handle at least a good deal of it tomorrow and the next day, right in Manhattan. Press briefing with Mayor Giuliani on 10-10 wins. We've got um, over 300 people that are missing that uh, we can't account for. We believe that many of uh, many of them are are, are, are gone. We don't. Um, we'll keep looking. Uh, we have hundreds of people over there now trying to find as many possible locations that they might be in in some way in a void or whatever, and um, you know still be able to breathe and and still alive. But we believe that uh, most of these people, I think, are, are going to be. Uh, unable to, to pull out. So uh, we'll just keep working on it. I have a number I'd, I'd like to give. We haven't been able to make any contact with the families because we're still unsure uh, of the situation. So the number for the families uh, who haven't spoken to their loved one in the course of this whole, whole horrible day, if they call this number, we'll at least tell them that... Um, that this is a, a person that's missing or that we have had some contact with this person. The number would be 718-999-2541 is the number that we'll be using at Fire Department Headquarters. It's just for firefighters. Just for firefighters. Uh, firefighters and fire officers, EMS personnel. Uh, I would uh, just, we'll man those numbers. That number will roll over to 10 lines and we'll be able to just try to give them some uh, uh, information. We don't have a lot. So Fire Commissioner Thomas Von Essen. Them, like we would normally do. I'm sorry. What about the top members of your staff who made We uh, we've notified their families already. Spoke to them earlier. How do you feel about that? How do I feel about it? I don't know what to say. I, we lost people that have given uh, over 40 years. Commissioner Feehan has had every job in the department. Probably the most valuable people, a person in the department. When I got this job, 
Uh, Mayor and Commissioner Safer said, make sure you keep Bill Fian. Haven't regretted that one day. He's given a whole life to this department. Chief Gancy, the same thing. Chief Department, 33 years, 34 years. Ray Downey, we just honored him with a dinner. Almost 40 years of service. World renowned for situations like this. Telling me how dangerous it was when we first got there. All the possibilities, everything that he was trying to do to, you know, get the people out. Father Judge, I don't know if I'll follow the judge. One of the nicest men you could possibly find in the whole world. We haven't found other people yet either. I don't even want you to mention their names. Some of the best people in this department. I can't find anybody from five rescues and seven squads. And it's just uh, it's a devastating thing. I don't, I don't know. Uh, well, the fire department will, will recover, but I don't know how. Commissioner Garrick in the police department, do you have any idea how many people you're looking for this time around? The number we're looking for is in excess of uh, about 32, 33 people. Uh, that's what we know as of right now. And for the members, uh, for the family members of the police department, um, if they have questions or they need to contact us regarding their family members, they can call 718-677-8238. It's the Special Operations Division, and we'll be... Deborah, Deborah Fair. How close are rescue teams able to get to the scene? Assuming there are people who are, are there the, rest, the rescue teams are, are able to um, to get very close now. It was very difficult during the day, but in most places they now can they they now can operate. There's still a, a few d uh, dangerous areas, but they're able to operate. They're able to operate down down there now. And are there pockets where people maybe... Yes, we're very hopeful, very hopeful that there are pockets where there are people, not, not only the ones that we know about, but hope, hopefully others. Um, a group of firefighters were at St. Vincent's Hospital that were in a void for four or five hours, and uh, we're hopeful that there are other situations like that. Uh, and that, that's, and that's, that's, that's why our rescue workers are working so furiously. How big a group was that, That was a company. It was a group. No, it was a it was seven. Yeah, it's five guys in office. Five guys, six, five, uh, six, yeah, six men. This was earlier earlier today. They they were in a they were they were they were in I believe one World Trade Center, and uh, the, the firefighter described to me that they were they were there for about four or five hours, and when they walked out, they were shocked to see that the building had come down. Because they knew there had been damage, but they had been in a void, so they had been protected. What unit are we talking about? Here? Was, um, I'm not sure. Forget. Well, we'll I, find I out. For get, you. I think I remember, but I don't know. Can you just tell us again about the two Fort Garrity police officers? How they were found? No, the only, only thing we know is that they were found a, a while ago. That they're alive, and uh, we, uh, we'll get we'll get you more information about their condition. And, and since we're talking about the Port Authority, um, I, I guess it's a reasonable assumption there's, there's a large number of Port Authority police officers missing as well. They are, I'm, I'm sure there are. We don't have we don't have those exact numbers, as well as Port Authority personnel, the people who work for the Port Authority. Wasn't was their office in? Yeah, there were, their office was there, and uh, so we don't know how many people were actually at work. The, the first. Um, the first attack was at about 8.50. And then uh, there was time to evacuate a lot of the building. So we're not sure at this point how much of the building, how much of the two buildings were evacuated in that period of time between the first, the first attack by the airplane until the first building came down. We're, we're hopeful because we saw a lot of people leaving. We all did at the time we were down there. We're hopeful that a lot of people got out of the building, but we don't know we don't know the numbers yet. Maybe Commissioner Carrick could uh, talk question. a little bit about the, uh, the high-ranking members of the department. Uh, I understand one was missing for a while, <coughs> and you were able to find him. And I, I believe the, the police surgeon was medevaced out to New Jersey. Did I, did I get the point? No, no not, to, not to my knowledge. Uh, police surgeons accounted for. Um, uh, the ranks that we're looking at and uh, looking for are at the ranks of police officers and detectives, uh, and perhaps a few sergeants. Last question, Deborah Ferris. Last one, Deborah Ferris. Is, right. is, is there a coordinated effort right now uh, to, to find out who exactly 
may have not been in the building when this happened, or people just calling various companies. How will we find out who was there and who was not there? Yeah, the, we're, we're, we're trying very hard by communicating with the Port Authority and some of the major tenants. We're trying to recreate how many people are there. And, but actually, the, ma the major effort is really focused on trying to rescue people. Um, the people who are out, I'm sure, have largely communicated with their families and you know, are doing that. I saw many, many people doing that on the telephone as we were, as we were leaving. So really, the focus of our efforts is to try to get as many people out as possible with the hope that there are still people that are alive, like the ones that we, that we know about. Mayor, you said You're listening to a live news conference with Mayor Giuliani on 1010. Winds about the rescue effort now underway in today's terror attack on the Twin Towers. No, I think... Uh, no, I think... No, I don't think so. Not, not from the last time we had a briefing. And we were, and we were down there and... Five World Trade Center, I heard, was in some kind of trouble. What's the status of Five World Trade I don't know. We're going to wait for daylight. We're going to wait for daylight. The engineers to take a look at all these buildings. I'm sorry. Yeah, we should, yeah. We're waiting. We're going to wait till the daylight tomorrow. We'll have building and structural engineers check all these buildings that we're concerned about to make sure they're safe for rescue workers and for and to see uh, you know what we can do to salvage these buildings. Thank you. Thank you. You can ask your last question. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's been trying. He's been, he's been trying for a while. In terms of how long does the department uh, expect the people to be able to survive underneath the rubble like that? I mean, is there some sort of? There's no. They could survive for some time. There's no way to know exactly how long, but it really dep it depends. And um, I, I I think one of the things that comes out of today is uh, it depends on. I guess it depends on the will of God or as to where you are, where you're standing, as this firefighter pointed out to us uh, earlier. Mr. Mayor, just to clarify something Commissioner Carrick said, um, you were about to, 10 minutes past from when you were standing with several of the high-ranking officers who you, who you lost, and then you went to Barclay Street, and you thought about that 10-minute gap, how you were 10 minutes from being in... Situation. I haven't had a chance to think about it yet. But is that sort of accurate that ten, you would have been with them, you were with them 10 minutes earlier before the, the building collapsed? Well, we, the, 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 some of the people that we lost, we saw, like Father Judge and, and uh, Chief Gansey, Bill Feehan. We saw them uh, about 10 minutes before, before we went over to 75 Barclay Street. Uh, and as I, I talked to their families, and I, I explained to them, that they were working very hard and they were working at what they love to do. And um, I'm sure their efforts will end up having saved other lives. And their families can be very proud of them. Uh, we, have, we have, without any doubt, the best police department, the best fire department, the best police officers, the best fire officers, the best emergency workers of any place in the whole world. And... Um, Although today's tragedy is going to be enormous, and there's no way to minimize it, if it weren't for them, this tragedy would be far worse. I mean, they, they executed brilliantly today. And I, I, having watched it, and having been a recipient of their services because we had to get ourselves out, I can tell you that whatever, whatever the number of casualties, without our police department, our fire department, our EMS, and the kinds of people that we have, many of whom lost their lives, there would be double or triple the number of casualties. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to live continuous coverage on 1010 Winds with the news conference there, a live news conference with Mayor Giuliani and other city officials regarding the rescue effort that is now underway down at the site at what was the World Trade Center, the Twin Towers. Our coverage continues on 1010 Winds. Good evening. I'm Susan Richard. We really have yet to witness the full impact of this tragedy that is most likely killed and injured possibly thousands of people, according to the mayor. But as we just heard live on 1010 Winds from Mayor Giuliani and the police commissioner and the fire commissioner, there are people alive in the rubble. They say they know this because the police have received phone calls from people who are trapped who have called them on their cell phones. And that is really just amazing. The mayor did say just a short time ago that they have 
pulled two people out. Apparently, they are both police officers. Now, the mayor did confirm that we did lose a number of the city's top fire officials. Ray Downey was chief of Special Operations Command, First Deputy Commissioner William Fian, Chief of Department Peter Gancy, and Father Judge, the department chaplain, were all confirmed killed in the collapse. Earlier today, the mayor was urging New Yorkers not to act on any feelings of anger. He's asking people to stay home tomorrow if you don't need to come into the city. He says the city will be open, however, north of 14th Street. Police Commissioner Bernard Carrick on the situation below 14th Street. The only vehicles that will be allowed in those areas will be emergency vehicles, uh, police, fire vehicles, National Guard, and anything authorized by the police department. There will be some vehicles in the morning that will have to get down there for deliveries of certain things that we're familiar with already. They will be allowed in and residents. That's it. That's it. So once again, stay away from Lower Manhattan tomorrow. Now, we have a couple of phone numbers that the mayor was giving out that we want to repeat to you on 1010 Winds. The mayor says the phone number to call for information on the missing is this number, 212-560-2730, 212-560-2730, for information on firefighters. And only on firefighters, you want to call 718-999-2541. Again, 718-999-2541. Now, Police Commissioner Bernard Carrick did confirm that three men were stopped in a van in New Jersey. We had heard reports that there was a van that was filled with explosives and they had people in custody. But here's what we know now. There were no explosives in the van. Uh, the commissioner would not say where they were stopped. It was not at the George Washington Bridge. He does not know why they were stopped. Keep it locked to 1010 Winds. And as soon as we know more information on that, we will, of course, make it available to you. Now, New York City public schools will be closed tomorrow, as will Catholic schools in the city. However, schools Chancellor Harold Levy is asking principals, guidance counselors, social workers, psychologists, crisis teams, you all need to report to work tomorrow to prepare plans to respond to today's tragedy. And the schools chancellor is also encouraging parents to talk to your kids about what happened today and to reassure them that they are safe. Dramatic sound was heard live this morning on 1010 Winds as we witnessed the worst attack on our nation ever. Here's what it sounded like live on 1010 Winds. It is not a good morning in New York City. Oh my God, the building fell. Are you there? The building just fell. Which, which building? Oh my God, the South building, the South building just crumbled from the top. First one plane crashing into the World Trade Center, then uh, a second crashing into the second tower. Is that the building going down? Is that the second building of the World Trade Center going down? Yes, that is the second, that is the second tower. Just, that is the second tower. That is the second tower. It's a huge pool of smoke that came out of the middle of the building, and then the building just disappeared in the smoke. Live dramatic sound heard this morning on 1010 Winds as the Twin Towers came tumbling down. We heard it right here on the radio. Winds News Time 1151. We're keeping you up to date all evening with shadow traffic and transit. Uh, what a mess today. Uh, it really became a ghost town, Jude Tamilla, huh? Yes, indeed, uh, Susan, and it still very much is. As we take a look at some of the various jam cams, hardly any traffic at all. As we uh, watch some of our Hudson River crossings, of course, no traffic is allowed both ways in through the Holland and Lincoln tunnels of the George Washington Bridge. The outbound upper level is open to uh, traffic at this time. There is very light traffic, though, coming back across the span. Of course, the lower deck remains closed off. We still have closures in both directions on the Brooklyn, the Manhattan, the Williamsburg bridges. The battery tunnel is also closed in both directions. In Queens, south on the Van Wyck, a closure from the Grand Central Parkway down to the Nassau Expressway. The westbound Belt Parkway also closed at Kennedy Airport. Traffic being moved on to the service road in that uh, location. And if you're coming back from Nassau County into Queens, stay with the northern or the southern state parkways. The westbound Long Island Expressway remains closed off between the Douglaston Parkway and the Queens Midtown Tunnel. Now from the 1010 Winds Transit Desk, New Jersey Transit has limited New York City service. There is also limited path service into New Jersey. Long Island Railroad now operating with full service in both directions. Metro North on a Saturday schedule both ways. They will resume normal service for tomorrow. The subways south of Canal Street, of course, are shut down. Alternate side parking rules will be suspended for tomorrow at all all of the airports remain closed until at least 12 noon. I'm Jude Tamillo, Shadow Traffic on 1010 Winds. All right, let's get a live update now from 1010 Winds reporter Lisa Evers. And Susan, Susan I'm here at Greenwich and Chamber Street. 
and there's still a tremendous amount of activity. There's some ambulances. This is the police, another police staging area, another staging area for the rescue workers. Very difficult to tell. We're as close as we can possibly be. But as I look at the spot where building number seven, World Trade Center was, there's still smoke that's coming up. And uh, when you see the rescue workers who are coming out covered with the soot, covered with the dust, that's like two or three inches thick right where I'm standing, you realize, you begin to realize just how devastating this, this whole amazing, horrendous ordeal must be for them as they go in and try to find, try to find any of the uh, survivors there. But I've been unable to get right up to the scene because it's still very dangerous. They're keeping uh, just about everybody except the, the most immediately necessary emergency personnel, allowing them to go in. But uh, that's, that's all we know so far. It just still looks like a very active rescue scene from what I've been able to tell. Lisa Evers, 1010 Winds, reporting live from Greenwich Street and Chambers. All right, Lisa, and active is is putting it mildly because uh, really it is is now just beginning. The rescue and recovery effort is really just beginning because earlier it was simply too dangerous. Uh, there was fires and smoke and soot all over the place, and really the fear that uh, it was too dangerous for workers to go in. In fact, one of the city officials said in the live news conference that we heard earlier on 1010 Winds that tomorrow building and structural engineers will be looking at the buildings themselves down there to see just how safe they are for rescuers to go in. Wins news time now, 11.54. President Bush arrived back at the White House at about 7 o'clock this evening. The president had been shuttled around to various spots around the nation today to ensure his own safety. The president addressed the nation just past 8.30. He said the images of what happened today have filled us with sadness and anger, but that the terrorists have failed because our country is strong. Today our nation saw evil, the very worst of human nature, and we responded with the best of America. With the daring of our rescue workers, with the caring of, for strangers and neighbors who came to give blood and help in any way they could. The president said, quote, terrorists can shake the foundation of our buildings, but they cannot shake the foundation of America. He says no one will keep our nation's light from shining. He also said our military is powerful and it's prepared, that our first priority is to get help to the injured and to protect our citizens from further attacks. He says the search is underway for those behind these evil acts and that we'll make no distinction between the terrorists and those who might harbor them. Bush asked for the nation's prayers for those who grieve, and he quoted Psalm 23. He says none of us will forget this day, but we will go forward to defend freedom. In a brief from Washington earlier this evening, other officials also vowed to track down and root out the terrorists who carried out this attack. General Hugh Shelton, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I think this is indeed a reminder of the, tragic, the tragedy and the tragic dangers that we face day in and day out, both here at home as well as abroad. I would tell you up front, I have no intentions of discussing today what comes next, but make no mistake about it, your armed forces are ready. Shelton said the full resources of the Department of Justice are being deployed to investigate today's attacks. He also says despite the attack on the Pentagon building, it will be open for business tomorrow. Now, the FAA said earlier today no planes will fly anywhere in the country until at least noon tomorrow, so be aware of that. New York's two senators, Charles Schumer and Hillary Clinton, vowed to help in any way they can possible. Senator Schumer spoke to President Bush today. Senator Clinton vowed that those responsible would be caught. To the families of those who may have losses and so many, so many calls we received today from people who couldn't find loved ones, didn't know where they were. We feel your pain. I know for an hour I couldn't find my daughter whose high school is in the shadow of the World Trade Center. There is absolutely no need for anyone anywhere to panic. Uh, this has been carried out in an orderly and effective manner, uh, but we have a lot of work ahead of us. And that work includes uh, the identifying uh, of those who are responsible for this cowardly and evil act and holding them accountable wherever they might be, however long it would take. And the comments in a statement issued by Governor Pataki, he said, We pray for the children who will go to bed this evening without their mothers and fathers, for the mothers and fathers who've lost the children they loved, and for the husbands and wives who will return to empty homes. We pray for the firefighters, police officers, and rescue workers who tragically died while committing extraordinary acts of heroism. You're listening to, to continuous live team coverage of the unspeakable acts of terror here in New York at the World Trade Center, which basically 
is no more. The Twin Towers no longer a part of the New York skyline. We did get word from Mayor Giuliani and the police commissioner this evening that they have received cell phone calls, believe it or not, from people trapped in the rubble, giving them hope that there are survivors. In fact, they pulled two Port Authority police officers out of that rubble alive this evening. So a little bit of good news in the middle of all of this. 1010 Winds reporter Juliet Papa was in Lower Manhattan this morning talking with eyewitnesses. Will Phillips and Anthony Zaccardo were right across the street when the first tower toppled. Right there, it fell down like a stack of cards. Out the cards. And glass shattering and we're coming down straight. All this glass was coming down. The top was just literally going right into the, into the ground and stuff was falling it, out. It looked like it was going to they ran and managed to get towels from a nearby gym to cover their faces. Others who saw the rubble described it as looking like World War III. Death and destruction everywhere. Juliet Papa, 1010 Winds in Lower Manhattan. 1010 Winds newsman Al Jones was in Lower Manhattan as well. A huge pile of rubble where once was the world's largest office building complex. Eugene Foti was inside the Twin Towers when the first plane stuck. He was outside when the first tower fell. The bottom just came with it, and it was just, I mean, my assumption is I didn't hear an explosion on the bottom, from, from the bottom, but I, from seeing the impact of the plane come in, crash into it, it crashed in the middle of the, of the building, and that's what, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it caused structural damage for it to bring down, bring down the rest of the building, but it's just, it's just a fact that I've done straight out of the movies. And it's also something that Fody and others look at with shock and wonderment. They now look down the street and see nothing. The majestic landmarks now reduced to rubble. Al Jones, 10 wins in lower Manhattan. And of course, the big question, who did this? No one has claimed responsibility for the attacks. And although many suspect Osama bin Laden, the government in Afghanistan, has rejected that he's to blame. The Taliban said earlier today that bin Laden does not have the resources for these kind of attacks. And once again, to recap for you, four commercial flights were hijacked today. Two of the planes crashed into the Twin Towers, causing their eventual collapse. Another plane crashed into the Pentagon in Washington. And the fourth went down about 85 miles outside of Pittsburgh. The rescue and recovery effort here in the city just beginning to get underway. You're listening to continuous live coverage of the terror attacks on New York and D.C. This is 1010 Winds, WINS New York, and Infinity Broadcasting Station. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.